DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by Chad Johnson, head coach at Mission Viejo High School. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, making it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Chad, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So uh, before we get, uh, we got a couple lines of questioning we want to get to, but uh, I was uh, reading up on you online a little bit, and I saw a reference to Hofstra, and I thought, oh boy, a New Yorker who's moved west. PK, PK grew up in Jersey, so we hear a lot of Jersey, New York stories. He hasn't brought up uh, eating a restaurant in a mob, he hasn't, he brought up eating a meal in a, uh, a mobbed up restaurant in like 45 minutes on the air. So... I was curious, because it looks like you grew up in Southern California, but you went to Hofstra and moved back. So just a little background before we jump in. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I grew up right here, uh, Tolar High School, which is a high school in the same district that I'm coaching in right now. Um, went and played one year in Iowa and then played three years at Hofstra. Um, loved it, loved New York, loved Long Island. Um, but, you know, when it, when it snowed on my birthday, my birthday's in late April, my senior year, I was like, okay, enough of this, I'm going back home. <laughs> Well, you obviously have a player who's committed to Utah, and you know I too was reading up on you, and we had on Norm Chow, and obviously I'm sure you know who Norm Chow is, and we've had him on, we've had him on for a number of years now. We knew him when he coached at BYU, and he says that you are you come highly recommended yourself, and he named uh, uh, you're the second Johnson, the other Johnson's a Hall of Fame coach who coached at the school you're at and developed a lot of good quarterbacks. When you look at this particular quarterback, if I'm correct, I believe you coached uh, Josh Rosen. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I had, I had Josh and, and a bunch of really good quarterbacks, um, you know, shoot, dating all the way back to 2002, and, and I've had a, a lot of good ones, and and, uh, and and Peter's right there with all of them. He's, he's really, really good, so we're, we're excited to – to have him commit to Utah, and, and are excited about our senior year. Hopefully, hopefully we get to have it on time. You know, Peter Costelli uh, had some pretty good stats: twenty-three uh, touchdowns, five picks. He ran for four more. I think we were all surprised to see he runs a ten point eight two hundred meters. I actually saw some video of that on social media. So, but I also read that you limited how much he ran. So. Uh, he, Kyle Whittingham loves dual threat quarterbacks. Talk a little bit about his uh, his ability to move. Yeah, I mean, he's unbelievable. So to go back all the way, you know, I was at St. John Bosco um, when Peter was a freshman and then also before. So he used to come to our little eighth grade, seventh grade. Um, it was actually called like the Jason Negro uh, Youth Football Camp. And, and he was out there as a seventh grader, eighth grader, um, you know, just kind of, and the camp really wasn't super aggressive. It was more of like a fun camp and, you know, it was, it was more of a, a week long fun camp. I mean, shoot all sometimes, maybe he's glorified babysitting for some of the parents, but in the summertime, so, you know, we, we would have a situation in, in our camps where we'd do like a combine. It was, it always started off every single day. We always do speed and agility work and, which two kids had to run, and some kids had no clue how to run properly, and some kids had a clue. And then, of course, at the end of the week, we always do kind of like the fastest man competition. Well, you know, I think about it. I think John Bosco is basically in, in south of, of Compton and Watts and, and, you know, just, just uh, inland from Long Beach. So, 
the kids that we had in our camp were very, very talented as far as speed is concerned. They were very fast. Um, you know, a lot of fast athletes came through that camp, and, and we do the fastest man competition. There's Peter. Um, you know, this, this kid with size 15 shoes, and he goes out there and beats them all and, and just blows them all away. And we're like, holy cow, this kid's super fast. So then we saw him throw the ball around. We're like, oh, my gosh, this kid's got a real chance. So, uh, you know, of course, you know, at Bosco, you know, we, we tried to attract Peter to come to our program, and, and he did. Um, we worked with him, you know, as an eighth grader going into high school on a seven-on-seven team. Um, and then uh, he was our freshman quarterback. And then after his freshman season, that's when I – um, left and, and went to Mission Viejo um, and took that program over. And, and lucky enough for me, um, I'm able to kind of reunite, reunite with Peter and, and he came to Mission last year and he had a great success. So why do you think he chose the Utes? Gosh, I think a lot of reasons. Um, one, you know, Coach Whittingham's brother Fred does a phenomenal job. Um, he's one of my favorite, favorite recruiters um, out there. He's unbelievable. Um, even, you know, when I was at Bosco, I felt that um, he did a great job recruiting, always always offered the right guy, you know, um, and wasn't afraid to offer a kid that he saw a lot of talent in but maybe didn't have a lot of offers. So many times these college coaches, you know, they'll come in, they'll see a kid they really like, and the first question out of their mouth is, well, who else, who else has offered him, coach? And I'm like, well, why does that matter? Do you not trust your own eyes? Do you not trust your own ability? Like, who cares? You know, if you see a kid out there and he's, you know, got all the measurables. He's flying around making plays. Well, why does that question even need to come out of your mouth? And and but a lot of his college coaches say that. You know, I say most of them. Um, and and Fred's not that guy. You know, Fred doesn't care. He doesn't ask who's offered him. He, he is if he sees talent on a kid, he'll go out there and pull the trigger. And I think that meant a lot to Peter. You know, Utah was the first big time Pac-12 program on him, um, and, uh, and Coach Whittingham did a great job. You know, recruiting him, and and uh, and, I, and I love uh, what he does, and I think. About it, I said. Uh, I said, you know, I go, I go. You're, you're definitely going to be in a place where it's always the top of the Pac-12. It's not like you're going to the bottom of the Pac-12. You got to claw your way out. Um, you're at the top of the Pac-12, and the best thing about it is you got a phenomenal run game, and you always are going to have great linemen in front of you. You know, you're not going to run around for your life. Um, and I, I go plus, like you have an aggressive defense that's going to get you lots of possession offensively. They're always really talented. Like, honestly, and then you've had really good receivers. I mean, it's not like you have a million of them, but I mean, shoot, Utah has always had some big-time receivers. Like, you kind of got all the pieces there that you could possibly come in and, and do a great job and, and take them to a Rose Bowl. Jed Johnson joining us, head coach at Mission Viejo High School. Peter Castelli's his quarterback, just gave the verbal commitment to Utah. So we have seen in recruiting battles, you know, the verbal commitment, that, that's a big deal, but we've also seen plenty of guys change their mind down the road. Mm. You mentioned that the Utes were the first big-time school to offer them. I've read 19 scholarship offers, and I've seen that Oregon, LSU, Nebraska, Louisville, uh, about half of the Pac-10, not USC, UCLA, or Stanford, not those three, um, but Colorado, Arizona, Oregon was in, Washington State. So these schools are presumably, at least some of them, are going to keep recruiting him. Do you think he's really locked into Utah? Yeah, you know, if you know Peter, he's not that type of kid that um, is, is going to be, you, you know, okay, so if you look at a kid's Twitter and his social media, you can kind of tell what kind of kid he is. This kid's posting every single day about how many offers, and tomorrow, look out, I'm, you know, I'm going to post my top 15 and my top seven and my top this and top that. And there's all over social media. You could probably make a, a, 
an assessment about the kid that he may not be a firm commitment. If you look at, at Peter's social media, I mean, you, you look at his dad, you'll see his dad post some stuff, but you won't see very much on Peter at all. He's not that type of kid. He could really care less uh, about retweeting or liking, or he just he's not that type of kid at all. He, he's, he's all about ball, um, and uh, he doesn't get distracted with all that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, I, I can just tell talking to him after he committed, you know, it was more of a relief. He was, he was excited and just be glad to be uh, a youth and be glad to be done with the recruiting process because it can be stressful. I mean, if you, got, you guys got to figure, if there's 19 colleges that have offered you a scholarship and they're all recruiting you heavily, that's 19 phone calls or text messages a day. You know, and, and that, that can be a lot for a kid, and I think – um, you know, just the the pressure of all of them trying to grab your attention is just a lot to deal with. I think he's also probably really excited about it. We all know that down in your region, not just your area, but the whole region down there in Southern California, it has so many great players. And to me, one of the bigger stories I think involved in this is not just an individual kid, because in order to have a successful put football program you've got to have a lot of really good players not just one or two this isn't basketball obviously or pitching staff and baseball and so to me a bigger story here rather than the individual is that you're getting a premier kid who's committing before his junior year of high school is over and i realize closed schools are closed now but you get the point and to me it sends a message to your kids and to coaches in your region that, hey, and you just brought it up, come to you to at least consider Utah because if you want to play good football, and we obsess about college football in our area, it, college football does not get buried. It is pronounced. We've got college football and we got the NBA Jazz, and they are big things, and we obsess about them. We've got three high-level Division One programs within two hours of each other, and we make a big deal about it. And so the story is now, hey, look, if you want to play in a, win- in a winning program, in front of people who really care, consider Utah. So what do you think is Utah's reputation in your region now? I mean, gosh, they, they've always been really good with, with a lot of other positions. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, linemen, it, it, it's, it's tough to get in Utah as, as a California lineman because you guys got so many with uh, all the Polynesians um, you have in, in Utah that, you know, you really don't need to go outside. You know, you really don't need to search very long and far for, for linemen. So for linemen, we had a kid last year, Keon Tanavasa, that's coming to you guys after his mission. And it was tough. You know, they, you know, Coach Whittingham was like, you know, gosh, I just don't know. We have a lot of guys. And, and, and eventually they ended up pulling the trigger. And, and Keanu's dad, uh, Sean, played backer for Utah, too. This is a kid that was, you know, had some strong connections. And, and so linemen's tough. But, but for a quarterback, you know, a lot of times these quarterbacks – to me, they, they they go with the flash, and then they all transfer. I, I just I, a lot of times these quarterbacks are misinformed. They don't think it through. You know, they go for the the flashy offer, whether it's you know USC or or even now leaving the state completely and going. You know, I shoot my last quarterback at Bosco DJ's over at Clemson. You know, and, and they're leaving the state and going all the way across the country. You know, you had Tua go to Alabama. You've had the, um, the Blake Bortles, or not Blake Bortles, what was his name? Blake something went to uh, Alabama, too, and then went back out of uh, Corona area. It's just one of those things where, you know, quarterback's a tricky one, um, and they kind of go everywhere. And, and I think going to Utah, to me, is, is, I told Peter, I think it's an intelligent move. I mean, 
you, you, you evaluate all the things that can help a quarterback. Okay, the first thing is is going to be run game. You know, do you have a run game, or are you sitting back there every single play and get teed off on by a pass rush? Well, no, you have a phenomenal run game. You know, Utah's always had that. Um, you know, do you have offensive linemen? Yes, you got offensive linemen out the wazoo. You got you know linemen for days. You know, do you have a great defense that's going to get you the ball back? Like, yes, you do. And then the final thing is, do you have receivers to the ball to you? Well, yeah, you always had it. I mean, you guys have uh, you know some Hall of Fame receivers, in fact. And I think the biggest thing that that Utah has been missing since Alex Smith has been a big marquee uh, quarterback that can that can really take it over the top and, and do uh, amazing things, get Utah may possibly into the Final Four, you know, the uh, the, the playoffs. Chad Johnson joining us, Mission Viejo High School football coach. His quarterback, Peter Castelli, uh, is a four-star quarterback and has uh, made a verbal commitment to attend the University of Utah. So I'm, I'm curious down there because we've seen some highly rated quarterbacks uh, come here to one of the schools and, and to flop, and it's happened at Utah and it's happened at BYU. And so sometimes one thing we see with quarterbacks is, you know, there's a lot of recruiting going on at the high school level, and guys play on stacked teams, and it's just a lot easier to look good, win big, mm. put up huge stats. And I know, uh, you know, you're at a public school down there, so it's a little different. There are private schools, and you used to be at one of those at St. John Bosco, where teams can be loaded. How 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 loaded is the Mission Viejo roster? How outmanned with some of the the teams you played against? How much could that be a factor? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, Mission Viejo is in in the total division that we're in, which is the top division in Southern California. We're, we're probably one of three top public schools um, in Southern California. It'd probably be us, Corona Centennial, and then Colonel Del Mar. Um, and uh, I, I think um, with with Peter. Yes, Mission Viejo is a talented football team, but we've played teams in our preseason that are just as talented as us, and we've played teams in our postseason. And I think if you look at one game in particular, if you want to kind of judge um, his talent when the playing field is equal, I think you should look to the quarterfinal game that we played against Servite. Uh, Servite was a football team last year that lost to St. John Bosco by a point. Um, by an extra point, actually. They actually missed an extra point to tie the game. They lost by one point. And we played them in the quarterfinals, and, and Peter uh, really put the team on his back and, and carried us to a victory, 38 points, um, and just played unbelievable. Um, when, when the talent was equal. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think those are the games that you guys need to look for as a fan, as a coach, and say, okay, how do you do when talent was equal? You know, I don't want to see talent when they, they beat up on somebody that doesn't really sit, like, do anything like you guys said. And also their side, well, the talent was lopsided. Like, well, the next week when we did play modern day, and, and the talent is lopsided, and, and, you know, things didn't go as well because, you know, he doesn't have time to throw the ball. He's getting killed, and, and the talent is just so, so lopsided. Receivers can't get open. It's just tough, um, you know. And, and, uh, and, and, but in that survey game, when, when the talent was equal, you know, he, he came to play and, and really took the team on his back and led us to victory. Uh, before I get to my question, I want to say I think you have the quote of the morning. Utah has Lyman out the wazoo. I thought that was an excellent description of what the Ute program has been about. So I commend you on that. You've obviously done your homework, plus it was funny. So thank you for that quote. Now, my question is we, when we had Norm Chow on, 
you know, obviously this guy is a legend when it comes to being an offensive coordinator and when it comes to quarterbacking, having coached three Heisman Trophy winners, and his resume speaks for itself. And he said one of the common denominators, he also said, too, that it's difficult to figure out what quarterback is going to be good at what school and all that. And But he said that as he looked at common denominators among all the great quarterbacks that he had at the pro level and at the college level, he said they were great people. They were great leaders. They got along with their teammates. Their teammates loved them and all that type of thing. And he really hit that emphasis hard. How would you ex- describe Peter relative to what Norm Chow describes as a common denominator among all great quarterbacks? Yeah, I, I could not agree more with Coach Chow. I, I think that's a 100% accurate assessment of what makes a great quarterback. And what, as you know, because when we were at, we were at Bosco, you know, even at Mission, we, we got a lot of good players, a lot of good quarterbacks. But the, the thing that separates it is, is just that, like you said, is, you know, when, when Peter walks around campus, you know, he has. Like a, like a beehive of football players around him, and they all walk together from class to class, and the kids love him. And when he goes through his workouts um, outside of outside of class, you know, the all receivers go go catch for him. You know, they love him. And then, um, you know, he's a phenomenal leader, very very high character kid. Um, you know, uh, gosh, never never ever gonna get in trouble with anything. Um, he's just not that type of kid. He's a very humble, down to earth kid. Um, you know, if anything, shoot, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring out you know more of of that vocalness for him. Um, you know, now that he's going to be a senior, and, and some of our phenomenal leaders like Tanavasa uh, have graduated. Um, you know, it's time for him now to step up, and he's done a great job this offseason with that. Um, you know, in the offseason, we allow our quarterbacks to call every single play. Uh, in the offseason, you know, throwing workouts and stuff like that that we have, so it kind of automatically puts him in front of the team and. And they got to do the talking, and he's done a great job with that. And I was so excited to, to get going with spring ball here uh, starting on Monday. Um, but it looks like we're not going to be able to do that. And shoot, it looks like we might be somewhat pushed back as well. So, uh, But I'm not worried about that. When we, when we get the green light to get out there, there's no doubt in my mind that, that Peter will be the leader of our team like he has been so far this offseason. And, and we'll get, you know, get going and have a great year. Chad Johnson, head coach at Mission Viejo High School, joining us. His uh, quarterback, Peter Castelli, with a verbal commitment to Utah. One thing Kyle Whittingham has been consistent about over the years, and, and consistent's a big word with him, so there's a lot of things. He really is into that. Uh, and it's been that he likes multi-sports stars. He finds guys competing in a sport that maybe isn't their best sport, but is pretty revealing about how they compete, the poise they have, you know, a lot of those intangible things coaches are always trying to assess. So obviously, Peter ran track, he does the 100 meters, and he and does relay, and he plays football. Did he play other sports growing up since you knew him in junior high? Does he play a winter sport? I mean, three sports is pretty hard to do, but maybe he does it. No, I mean, I think I think when he was little, you know, he probably played them all. You know, like we all kind of put our kids in different things. Like I saw a kid in soccer, and he's terrible and hated it. Um, so we're not doing that anymore. But, no, I think he, he probably played them all. Um, you know, he came to Mission Viejo. Our uh, head track coach for the men is also our freshman defensive coordinator. And I was telling him you know, how excited I was to get Peter and, and kind of his attributes. And, of course, like you guys just talked about, one of his attributes is his speed. And the defense coordinator was like, you know, he's also a teacher. He's in my same department. He just uh, econ. I teach civics. And he was like, hey, does this kid run track? And I'm like, let's do it. Let's get him out there. He's like, awesome. So he goes out there the first time in track and, you know, had no clue how to get blocks, 
didn't have shoes, so he literally wore like like a football shorts, football shirt, and just regular old shoes, and you know couldn't figure out how to get in the blocks. It was funny, and then goes out there and runs like eleven one or eleven two. So then the track coach is like, dude, you got to get we got to get you a, a track suit to wear. We got a speed suit. We got to get you shoes, a cle- uh, uh, spikes. Well, they go down to like Dick Sporting Goods or whatever, and his feet are so big that he can't get spikes. You know, because it's like a special order. So he's got a special order of spikes. Like two weeks later, the spikes try and come in, and then he starts popping sub-11 second hundreds and gets all down to like 10-8. And by then, the season was over. Um, but, you know, by, by the time all that happened, he got, you know, trained for track, got ready to go. You know, the season was over, and it was time to go back into spring football. Well, this year, I mean, he had been training as soon as football got done, uh, and we came back from Christmas break in, in early January, he was training for track, which he did not do last year. So we were all really excited to see what he was going to run in track this year, having trained, you know, January, February, and then starting March when we got sent home, the beginning of March. Um, you know, we, we were all really excited to be in traction to see what he was going to run. And, and our 4 by one team had a real chance for a state championship. Like we have a couple of players that are very fast. And then Peter had a chance to get into the state finals, you know, all the way with his speed. He can go down and run a 10-6. You know, most years I'll put you at least in Masters and possibly in the state championship for track. Well, Chad, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we're going to talk to Peter coming up here in a little while. So uh, we look forward to that as well. Thanks for coming on the air. Thanks for having me, guys. Chad Johnson, head coach at Mission Viejo High School, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.